No, I mean, architecture is political. We gotta, we gotta add that stuff. Indeed. We're tearing down communities to build multifamily and you have to understand we are creating displacement. You're displacing black and brown folks and they don't come back. Half of this podcast would be dedicated to the history of Tyler House my journey and my discoveries and hey i'm gonna solve this housing problem hey guys what's up my name is melissa daniels this is the architecturalist political podcast where black and brown folks talk about architecture i hope you enjoyed this podcast and be part of my storytelling well hello melissa welcome back to the land of working how have things been the past month since the aa conference yeah, it's been a month. Wow. We're back to normal now. Where yes, that time warp was real though. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was. Because I feel like um, we just blinked and got back from Chicago. But yeah, it's been been a month. And wow. Yeah, right. And so I'm excited that we went to the conference, but I'm also super excited that we got to interview the people that we got to interview. Do you want to talk a little bit about how that came about? Yeah. So I had this bright idea of doing a podcast live at the AIA conference, but I had no clue how to get that done. And so I recruited Tangible Remnant's awesome host, Nikita Reed. And she's like, sure, I'm down. And then we both looked at each other and was like, okay, how are you going to do this? So uh, I contacted Noma and asked like, hey, how do you feel about two awesome podcasters interviewing some of your famous people? And they're like, yeah, sure, we're down. And when, when conference time came, they supplied the room for us, as well as two individuals who are superstars in their own right, Pascal Sablon and Tiffany Brown, executive director of NOMA. Yes. And I was super excited that we were doing this, particularly because Melissa Daniels over there, she is also one of the 2022 winners of the Whitney M. Young Award. So I was excited just to be surrounded by rock stars all around and glad that we were able to make some time during conference to make this happen. Same here, Ms. 2022 Young Architect. So as you can see, it's all love here. And so what we did and what you're about to hear is an interview that we did with Tiffany Brown and Pascal Sablon. And because we are doing this jointly, we're going to split it. So the first half of the interview will be on Melissa's podcast, Architecture is Political. And the second half will be on Tangible Remnant. Yep, you nailed it. All right. Well, any other highlights from the conference before we jump right into it? Overall, it was good to see everybody on the expo floor. I didn't really go to as many vendors as I wanted to. Also, I want to shout out to a couple of other fellow podcasters. A couple of that didn't meet, but we said we was going to meet, but we never met. That was Death by Architecture and design voices and then the one i did meet was practice disrupted shout out to all those ladies did you meet any of them i haven't and what's crazy is that you know tangible remnants is part of the gable media network and because of just the crazy overlapping schedules of all the things i didn't actually get a chance to get to the gable media booth that was at our cat on the expo floor but i know gable media was there and well represented and i know practice disrupted is also part of that network so another highlight, let's see, some of the parties were cool. I know we both went to the, there was a party for the AIA medal winners, the firm of the year, and can't remember the last one, but anyway, they had a joint at over at IIT. Yeah, that was um, cool. That was fun. 
And of course, and yeah. Obama, hearing him speak oh, was awesome. I keep forgetting. <laughs> you also I'm, got to meet him. I got to meet him. And actually, I just interviewed Jonathan Moody oh, yesterday. Awesome. And we reflected on our experiences of meeting President Obama. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Yeah. How about you? What was your highlight? highlights. Yeah. So I think it was a lot of reconnecting with old friends. There are a lot of people that I hadn't seen since graduate school. So it was great to just reconnect. And then also there were a lot of really great sessions this go round. I got actually, I teared up at one of the sessions I was at because, and that was a first at like an AA conference, but the session was on trauma informed design for students experiencing homelessness. And so there was a really powerful presentation by the school principal and the architect of the space, which I thought was really great. One of the other things that I also like to joke about for listening to Obama speak, my husband's also an architect and the way that he tells the story of us hearing Obama speak is that, you know, when Obama was talking to us, you know, he was making a lot of jokes and it was really entertaining. And I have to caveat that with when he says us, he means the 7,000 of us <laughs> that were in the room, not just the two of us personally. Yes, he, he did make reference to that <laughs> several times. Right. But great. All right. Well, listen, we are excited to do this and I'm excited to be able to share these conversations. If you are not a NOMA member yet, I feel like after these interviews, you will want to be. And the NOMA conference is coming up in October in Nashville. So you still have time to join. Yes. And this duel that you're listening to right now, we are not done. We also have a joint session talking about podcasting at the NOMA conference. Yes, it is going to be a good time. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy these interviews with Tiffany Brown and Pascal Sablon on Tangible Remnants and Architecture is Political. We are recording from the AA 2022 in Chicago. And so I'm here, I'm Nikita Reed with Tangible Remnants. And then I'm here with Melissa. Melissa Daniels from Architectural is Political. Yes. And so we have the honor to interview, oh my goodness, Tiffany Brown, the executive director of NOMA, the National Organization of Minority Architects. And I will turn it over to Melissa for question number one. Okay. Tiffany, oh my goodness. You know how long it's been since I've been wanting to talk to you? It's been since I began the podcast. Like we, we actually half recorded an episode and I was having technical difficulties even then. Yeah, but now since we talked, a lot has changed, including your position. How did the position come about? And what was a quick story of this exciting new position? Hi, Melissa. Hi, Nakia. Thank you so much for having me. I know it's been a little bit of a journey to uh, finally make this happen, but here we are in Chicago, you know, all four of us, and we are here. So it, it was an interesting journey, my becoming executive director for NOMA. I was probably vice president for NOMA Detroit for about 200 years, and then co-chaired a conference there, and I've been tied to the board ever since then, since being a conference co-chair. I found myself on a task force, and I think you were on this task force too, Pascal, where we were looking for an executive director for NOMA. And NOMA has never had an executive director. We've never worked with one. We've been a volunteer organization for 50 years. We have not had employees. We have not had that type of leadership in place outside of the board. It was a very tricky journey. We have gone through three executive directors in three years. And maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago, be around the time of the pandemic when it kind of first really hit the fan. Kim was president at that time. Uh, She was in a scramble just to find an interim because we had to make some changes. 
And my background is in architecture, of course, but I also have an MBA and some experience in project management from my time at Smith Group. I was kind of in limbo at that time with my career and wanting to shift gears anyway. I agreed to step in as interim and just try to figure out what was in place, figure out what Noma needed, how we could get some staff. And I worked pretty closely with Kim on just trying to get that ironed out. So it's, it's still a little bit chaotic, but it is something I've always seen myself doing executive leadership. I just didn't know if association management was that. It was something very new, but did it seem unfamiliar, yeah. you know, because I like to manage projects and people and budgets. And I'm still doing some architecture at home in Detroit. I'm still based in Detroit. We are all remotely working on behalf of NOMA. So yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, but here I am. And I made it past the one year danger zone into, <laughs> I'm a year and a half in now. And I'm excited to work with Pascal. And we've been doing a lot of talking about what her presidency is gonna entail. So one thing I'm excited about is the international reach that I know she's gonna take us to. She is worldwide. And, and always has been. So whatever her plan is, you know, we're gonna work cohesively as a team and make sure Noma continues to grow and flourish. Yeah, things are kind of magical right now for us. So we're, we're here at the AIA conference and Pascal's doing the rock star thing, you know, on her Whitney Young win. And congratulations to you, first of all, also on your, on your Whitney Young win. It's pretty surreal for me to see so many of my good friends doing such an amazing job in our industry. And I'm just happy to know all y'all, you know, and be, be included. Congratulations, Kathy. Kathy's also here. She's kind of, you know, supervising from, <laughs> from the table. <laughs> and, and same with you, like, what was it, 2020 you received? The so the year leading into the pandemic, I won Associate Member of the Year for AIA Detroit, AIA Michigan, and AIA National but the conference was canceled because of the pandemic. So I never really got, you know, that, just like when Pascal won, we were still in the pandemic, you know? So just, it was, it was just something that I won from doing what I love, you know? And it was my work with Noman with 400 Forward. So, you know, it's, we're shining right now. I think now is a time for us to continue to like take advantage of the platforms that we have and elevate each other and support each other. And it just so happens to be just all this black girl magic happening too that we're in the midst of, which also just makes me have goosebumps. So I'm still looking for that pot of gold with all this black girl magic that's <laughs> happening here. Um, it's it's like it's like in my pocket somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of, Noma is happening in Nashville on Halloween weekend this year, 2022. It's going to be in the conference episode that's coming up. But then also one of the things that I love about both of your work is that you also are focusing on the fact that architects need to be uh, connected to a bigger network. It's not just one building that we're impacting, and it's really the power of the network through the American Institute of Architects, through NOMA, and getting us out of our silos. Because I think for so long, how do I say this? When I meet an architect who doesn't, let me phrase, when I meet a white architect who doesn't know what NOMA is, it makes me very upset. So anyways, my question to you all is how do you, or what advice would you give for young architects who are not sold on the benefits of joining one of the organizations? The opportunities that are afforded to you as a NOMA member, having access to people like at the time Phil Freeline, Cheryl McAfee, Gabrielle Bullock, these are people that you're sitting next to where NOMA is an intimate co conference and you're not swallowed up by 20,000 people at another larger conference. 
months. So the opportunities to network and find a mentor and find a job, those are things that I did not have as a NOMAS student. My university did not have NOMAS. So I always say that finding NOMA was like finding Wakanda for me. Just seeing a sea of black people and architecture, it was just, it was beyond meaningful. So, but everybody doesn't receive that impact and, or see that as valuable. But the silos is definitely a thing. Pascal and Jason and I have been working with the other entities that control and shape our uh, profession. And we were brought to, the, to this table of what we're calling now the Alliance of Six Institutions, the Anchor Institutions. So that's NOMA, ACSA, the NAB, NCARB, AIA, and AIAS. And everyone's in a silo. Like ACSA focuses on education, the NAB on accreditation, and CARB on, on licensure. And so it's like, what is the joint mission has been my question since we were brought to this table. And we've just really been sponges and really listening to what they want to do to help NOMA move our mission forward. And I think that that's another thing. This is this, this situation is what you make of it, what you go after. Just, just like Pascal said, it's not what NOMA can do for you, but what can you do for NOMA and what can you do for our profession and what can you do for our community? NOMA is a place where I got my start with public speaking, more specifically Vortex. When Vortex came to Detroit to our conference, I was the, the additional presenter, and that was my first time really kind of talking about my story and my background, and that wouldn't have happened if that was not for NOMA. And so what Pascal and I and Kim and everyone else who has had NOMA as a springboard, whether they admit it or not, should acknowledge that, and I hope that other people, other students, other young professionals see that and see what opportunities are here through NOMA for them. I'm going to link NOMA's website in this, as well as any other social media platforms that you guys want to have me link up to and times of is of the essence and thank you ladies for joining us hey listeners i have an exciting announcement i decided to launch a membership program for the show where you have a chance to support me and the show directly i love creating the show and it means the world to me that you all tune in to keep hearing me week after week but it takes an immense amount of time and energy to produce I want to keep the show going, and I want to invest in its growth. And I also want you to become a partner with me in this journey. That's why I'm excited to give you a chance to officially become a supporter of the show at glow.fm slash archispolly, A-R-C-H-I-S-P-O-L-L-Y, or by clicking the link in the show notes. It's quick and easy. It takes less than 30 seconds and just takes clicking a link in the show notes and using Apple or Google Pay. You don't have to create any new logins and you can contribute as much or as little as you like. If this show is part of your day or week and you like what I'm doing, then visit glow.fm slash archespolly, all one word, and support me and the show in any way you can today.